0: I'm Suzanne and your host for the IEEE EMC Society podcast, the podcast to discuss interesting topics on electromagnetic compatibility to our technical community. Hi Mike, welcome back. So in the first part, we talked about general technology and the technical background of 5G. So this time we would like to talk about the application. So what are typical application or where are the 5G applications are being deployed?
1: Thank you, Suzanne. Uh, Good to be back. Uh, Yeah, the first part of this series, uh, a little bit broad range. Uh, There's a lot of verticals that we can go into, but some of the special use cases of 5G deployment are really every conceivable environment. Uh, Factories, residences, office, agriculture, mining, retail, space, anything that uh, requires uh, communication. And as I said in the first part, 5G is communications plus plus. It's not just uh, sending uh, video information or anything like that, you know, it's actually network control type of applications. Uh, It's imaging, it's sensing. Uh, We have one uh, client we're working with and they're developing a drone with a high-frequency radar that can quote-unquote see wires. So the frequencies are so high that the wavelengths are so short that it can image, uh, you know, a cable above the ground and uh, avoid it uh, or whatever, or sense it measure it. So there's, there's a lot more than just communications going on in the 5G area.
0: That's interesting, Mike. Can you share some other applications as well?
1: Sure, we uh, do some work with some vehicle radars. Um, we've done some work uh, with point-to-point uh, communications at uh, 60 and 80 gigahertz. And the thing that's uh, interesting about those applications is that if you have a, let's say you have a break in a fiber connection between a factory a campus or you know any, any kind of building that has to be connected, these high-frequency point-to-point systems have tremendous bandwidth and data rates and they can be deployed relatively quickly you don't have to dig up the ground you can you can mount these uh, devices on a rooftop and point it in the right direction and, and establish a, a fiber-like connection between you know two points
0: mm-hmm.
1: so these these are another, another millimeter wave application which is which is kind of my passion these days the wearable devices you know with health monitoring Uh, There's um, a standard called IEEE 802.15.6, which is Wireless Body Area Network, or W-band. So these are devices that can connect, say, a cardiac monitor to a watch that can be connected to a phone, that can be connected to a doctor. And so it's sort of like the Internet of People. All of a sudden you're putting people online. And there's, there's some risk there because, you know, people could hack into those networks and uh, steal sensitive information. There was, there was a case a uh, couple, two years ago, where the, the Army uh, soldiers were all wearing, uh, you know, these um, heart, heartbeat monitor things that connected to their phone. And uh, it was possible to identify where they were because they were transmitting a, a signal to a network and uh, giving away, you know, sensitive position information. So, so there's lots of promise, and you know, lots of lots of threats like we have in our modern society.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm sure uh, we find, as well, new technology to overcome these um, challenges.
1: Yeah, and it's attention to uh, what what the world is offering to us, and one of the things that's moving in. Our radio certification space is uh, cybersecurity and, and privacy protections. So, uh, soon, and very soon, uh, radio communication networks uh, will have to consider these things as a, as a um, condition of selling them because the threat is real. We have a lot more connections, but we have a lot more vulnerability and if you think about the internet of other things, internet of vehicles, you can connect your cat to the internet. You can connect tools, bicycles, all kinds of things. And one of the, one of the things we've studied is uh, uh, industrial IoT development. For example, uh, Duke Energy, they outfitted about 10,000 sensors throughout their plants. They're electric generating plants, and they're in constant communication with a central node that can talk to a, you know, a central hub, and they're reporting back temperature data, vibration data, uh, you know, you name it, any kind of environmental data, and they can sense when a piece of equipment might be getting close to failure, and so they can predictively do uh, maintenance on that piece so they can continue to keep the plant up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a really fascinating uh, uh, deployment of sensors in IoT. And, and from an EMC point of view, you think about, wow, what, is, what are all these? What's the industrial plant profile look like? Well, there's lots of 50 and 60 hertz. There's handheld radios. There's bursts and noise, lightning, handheld, I mean, man-made and natural sources. So for the for the EMC engineer looking at 5G, understanding how uh, these networks are connected, I think informs informs our work and helps us do a better job.
0: Yeah. And I think it shows as well the importance of EMC engineers.
1: I agree. And I think we'll probably um, be uh, pretty busy for the next uh, part of our careers just another note or two what we're seeing is uh, in the radio world I don't want to harp on radios but they're everywhere there's a lot of modular solutions that uh, you can integrate into many different types of products so you can put a you know a vending machine on the internet very quickly Uh, you can put it in your house security obviously you know there's just a lot more um, applications and we're seeing in the lab here, many more people integrated these modules into pretty useful devices, uh, such as appliances and so forth. So to wrap this session, Suzanne, you know, I want to just note uh, on the EMC side, on the testing and certification side, uh, depending on what country you're going to be sending your product, you may have uh, slightly different technical requirements, probably different administrative requirements. So if you're looking to sell globally, You have to have a strategy for that and understand what the local markets require. Fortunately, a lot of these are standardized, so frequency and power, um, the technical requirements are similar, but there is market access challenges in in some, some countries of the world.
0: Sure, thank you very much for pointing this important thing to us as well. Thank you, Mike, for being my guest today and sharing your insights about how the innovation of 5G is challenging EMC. And if you wish to learn more about EMC and get the latest input from science and the industry, stay tuned and sign up to the IEEE EMC Society podcast.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Suzanne. I appreciate being uh, being on the show today. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mike.